when you think about manifesting anything in your life, anything of fruitfulness, Mm -hmm. the first thing that's going to get in your way is your own thinking. You may have had moments that you have manifested, but I could probably tell you all the times that negative thinking or self-doubt has corrupted the manifestation and then consumed it. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. And doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, all of the stuff. (laughs) So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hey guys, welcome back to the Push Podcast. Hello, how's it going? Oh, it's so great. Do I, I love- sound under the weather? <laughs> you sound mm. sleepy. Well, <laughs> it's January 17th while you're uh, when you guys are listening to this, but I got to tell you I have been super sick. Yeah. COVID got me the only one in the household. Um, in the previous episode I told you I had surgery, so I think my immune system was a bit compromised. Yeah. Um, we had kids home from college that, you know, they like to walk in sick and just not care about anybody else's immune system. <laughs> Mine was compromised. So I don't know. The Rona got a hold of me and I thought there was no way that I could have COVID because no one around me had COVID. And then by the second day, I was just like massive headache and coughing and sneezing and sore throat. And Eddie's like, you need to test. And I said, that's stupid. Why would I test? No one around me has COVID. I took a test. Immediately, it was like, yes. And you know what she said? You know what my wife, my loving wife said? What did I say? You said, I just thought I was, was way more healthier than you. Oh, I did. <laughs> like, I was what? like <laughs> popping all kinds of like vitamin C and all these greens and like all this stuff. I was taking vitamin oh D and God. zinc and like all this stuff because people around us were kind of sick. Yeah. And I don't want RSV. I don't want pneumonia. I don't want any of that. I don't well, even know what the RSV, what is, what is that? I don't some respiratory thing. Anyways, it got me good. Yeah. And um, you had to move out of the bedroom. Yep. Which I feel like I want to blame that on my dad because he was talking to me about like, oh, yeah, when you and Eddie get older, you guys are going to sleep in separate rooms. And I was like. No, That's we're a bunch not. Of malarkey. That's we're not going to do that. That's my what in the world. <laughs> we Me. like to sleep with each other in the same room. He goes, oh, nah, give it a couple years. You guys want your own bedrooms. You could sleep with your own temperature, your own sound. And I go, no, we sleep pretty well together. Yeah. And yeah. so when I got I, sick, you yeah. didn't get sick. So I was like, you got to go. Yeah. And I like said good night and I walked into another room. And I hated it. <laughs> Just I hated like, it. But that's my what in the world of like, I think you can sleep in the same room long term mm-hmm. if you agree that you want to get healthy sleep. Because mm-hmm. let's just start there, right? Okay. Unhealthy sleep is you need to fall asleep with the TV on. Don't unhealthy want Unhealthy sleep, mm-hmm. right? Uh, unhealthy sleep is is you're not taking care of yourself, so you have like sleep apnea, mm-hmm. right? Maybe your weight's not where it needs to be, and mm-hmm. all of a sudden now you're snoring. Make a bunch of noises, right? Which so you, you do snore. Yeah, but you know what? And I sleep with earplugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So my dad said, see, right there, that's a problem. <laughs> if you didn't sleep together, then you wouldn't have I, to and I would, sleep if, with if your If it got so bad, I would go see a specialist to, get to stop <laughs> the, the snoring from happening. <laughs> well, uh, in spite of this cough that's still kind of lingering, officially today, I tested negative. And so I feel... Like I'm on the road to recovery. Yeah. So every time you cough on the podcast in my face, I'm like, yeah. it's all right. That's love. But it's, it's, not, it's, not COVID. it's not COVID. Yeah. So let me tell you about my sickness quickly because I watch some trash TV. Okay. Mostly because like I usually watch, this is going to sound funny, but I usually watch what you put on. Yeah. And so I just kind of go along for the ride. I like to You're be really lost without me when it comes to I am. So <laughs> to a girlfriend said, oh, you should watch the Playboy, you know, Hugh Hefner thing. And I was like, oh, put this on for me, honey. Puts it on. I didn't realize it was 12 freaking episodes. Right. And so I was like committed at that point. But I was so tired and in and out that I was just like, whatever. It's mm -hmm. easier for me to not have to think of anything. And then it turned into the next thing that Netflix or Hulu suggested, which was the Pam and Tommy <laughs> thing. I was like, this is stupid. Never knew how that sex tape came out. So I watched that. Right. So I basically watched a bunch of trash. Prior to that, we watched a really great show, which uh, you want to talk about your one of your favorite shows of 2022. Yes. Yeah, so let's do the best of da -da 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 -da, best of 2022. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Start with a show, your best My, favorite show of 2022. Best show of 2022 mm -hmm. uh, was... Um, White Lotus. Okay. We discovered White Lotus. It, yep. it was the second season. That's the best time to discover a show when it's already like one or two seasons already uh -huh, done. You can binge it. So you can just watch all of it. You don't yep. have to like we live week to week. Um, that was Great my show. best show of 2022. Is it the same as you? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I just sidebar, I don't think she'd have a problem with me sharing, but our friends, Joe and Naima, that we went um, on vacation this summer yeah. to Italy with, she, um, they were vacationing in Turks and Caicos for New Year's. And yeah. I asked her, you know, the other day, like, how did it go? And she's like, oh, my God, have you seen White Lotus? Well, you, spoil alert if you're going to continue. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, they had a real life, <laughs> a real life White Lotus moment. And I guess I'll wait till everybody that listens watch this. That's well, silly. I, well, I mean, I'm just saying you don't want to spoil it. We're, OK, well, at the not... end of the second season, something <laughs> happened in the ocean that happened to them in real life. All right. And so if you get so and that's the end, that's the cliffhanger. <laughs> but what's really cool. It's not a laughing matter, is, actually, is even though we weren't able to be there, some of the places in the second season, because they're in Italy, I don't uh -huh. think that's not a spoiler um the we girls had been to mm -hmm. right and so and then um we went to noto and part of the the show they were in noto so that was really cool yeah you know but okay so let's do that's favorite show mm -hmm. i'm gonna do favorite book there you go um the last few weeks of 2022 i came across this book that i saw on instagram it was from the girl that was on iCarly. i can't remember her name but the title of the book is i'm glad my mom died Mm. which is a racy title. Yeah. She's holding an urn with her mom's ashes on the cover of the book. And I got to tell you, it's about like, I just, I felt like as a parent, you know, she's talking about her mom wanting her to be a child actor and the things that she exposed her to and all of the hard work that she made her kind of put in for this acting career. 
Um, and then as she grows up, she realizes, oh, God, I have an eating disorder and I've been around too much sex and drugs. And mm. like now you kind of start to like think, OK, did my mom put me in this environment because it was good and healthy for me or because she wanted to actually pimp me out and they, she wanted the money or oh, something? Oh, you said pimp me out. Yeah. I thought you said put me out. No. <laughs> <laughs> so I just found it um, to be an intriguing title. And then it was something I couldn't put down. Wow. So I will okay. link that in the show notes. Yeah. So um, mine best book for the year is a book that has been out for a long time. It's pretty popular, but I had just never read it. Okay. Right? And that was um, Eckhart Tolle, uh, The Power of Now. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is what, and this is how you know media and marketing works, right? And they definitely weren't marketing this book, but the Kendrick Lamar album, mm -hmm. um, most recent one he just, mm. he, he just released, and we went to the concert, which was really cool. Uh, he has small snippets mm -hmm. of Eckhart Tolle mm -hmm. throughout the album, right? right? And so- um, Love that for him. Yeah, you know, and so I was like, well, if Kendrick Lamar, mm -hmm. you know, it's like- an He's impress a pretty big I'm guy. an impressionable man. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, you know, I've had that book, and I, we've had the book, and I've said, all right, let me read it. And so uh, I actually really enjoyed um, a lot of the things that, you know, and a lot of the things are- Things that we I have read before, mm -hmm. but anytime you read a book that um, you know some of the concepts or something you read, the way the author puts it can also illuminate it mm, in a different, a different way. way. It can make it more practical for you. It can make it more, <laughs> you know, actionable in a, mm -hmm. in a sense. And so I felt that that was something that 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 book did. So I, I really enjoy it. So fun fact: maybe now. five years ago, um, I went to a super soul session with Oprah, yeah. Drea, and I went. And Eckhart Tolle was one of the best speakers there. Yeah. And I got to say, he was a little woo-woo for me, though. Yeah. I mean, just the way that he started with, like, this is a table, Oprah, but what makes it a table? I was like, okay, I'm out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, like, ready at that time for it. But right. I understand the concepts and things like that. But I was like, all right, this is too much. Like, Yeah. So He's definitely about, like, your mind and... And then breaking free of the kind of the constructs of of what we create in our reality mm -hmm. to free yourselves up to be in the moment to to understand where you're at. Uh, so it's it's a lot of woo woo, but at the same time, I think it's, it's so we'll link it for you. Yeah, you can check you, it out. I think everyone would enjoy it if you haven't already. Nice. Okay. Do you have a what in the world? I have. I just, just gave you my what one. in the world. Didn't what, I? what is your what in the world? <laughs> oh, well, my what in the world is the fact that when you're sick, everyone tells you, oh, just take a bunch of like NyQuil or Tylenol PM and like put yourself out. And I just have to tell you that I'm broken. Something's mm -hmm. wrong because NyQuil, Tylenol PM, Mucinex PM, Robitussin, doesn't matter what it is. If it's supposed to put you to bed, it literally feels like I drank caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> I I just so every single night I was taking all this stuff and I was up until three, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And then somehow it kicks in like at 7 a.m. And then I can sleep until three o'clock in the afternoon. So there's, there's like a latency of it's uh, bad. Are you thinking about I'm waiting to get sleepy? I'm waiting to get oh, sleepy. Oh, 100. Yeah, 100. percent. That's probably what's keeping you awake. No. What do you want me to do? Count sheep like I do? No, everything. I think you just got to let it go and let it fly, you know, and let, let it just consume you. But <laughs> yeah, you I want to. I'm like, take me. I want it to take me away so I can, 
you know, sail off into right. La La Land and it just never works for me. Yeah, so, but I think you're working yourself out. No, I am not. Do not tell me <laughs> what I'm doing. I want to give into it. I'm like, yes, I feel it. I feel drowsy. I start to turn off the TV. I start to like. No, I think what's happening is you're going, when am I going to get sleepy? When oh, am I going to get sleepy? When am I going to get sleepy? Okay. Well, thanks for your support. That's my what in the world. I'm just trying to explain why it's not working because. Like from the science standpoint, it should put you to sleep. But it doesn't. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I I don't know. It has some sort of adverse effect on me. I'm sorry. Well, well, I tried to take care as much as I could, but I guess I didn't. No, you didn't. You What? You opened the door. You okay, babe? <laughs> do you know how many times I asked you for something and you completely forgot? No. Do you know how many times? No. A lot. No. Okay. No. Moving on. Wait um, a second. No, no. Not moving on. I was very helpful. I was attentive. Oh, you're so helpful. I was. I but checked you can't on you. Handle like two things at once. No, I was like, you gave me like three things, and I came back with all that I could with hold. One. And then you're like, oh, what about that? I'm like, oh, let me go get it. And I was right. like, okay, so it's not so much I forgot, is that I can only hold it's so much. That you forgot. No, it's okay though. I mean, I'm happy that I'm better, and now, like, I don't need you to I take gave care you of me. Tea and your medication. So happy. You know what? I appreciate this it. Is... I love you. Appreciate you. <laughs> so moving hard right turn into manifesting your dreams. It's the new year. We wanted to talk to you guys about manifesting. First of all, if you're looking to kick off the new year with some new energy, some excitement, you want to start some new habits, rituals, routines, and you just want to be a better person in 2023, I can't believe that that's the year we're in. Um, we're hoping that you buckle up and stick it out with us for the Push Podcast because we're going to have some amazing guests this year. Mm. We're going to be talking about some topics that hopefully will push you into the next realm of your life, whether it be financial, whether it be in relationships, as parents, whatever it is. So we're hoping that you know this episode helps you think about manifestation in a bigger way. Or is it something you've ever done, right? So mm. it can kind of sound a little woo-woo. So let me just ask you, like, when was the first time that you learned about manifestation or started manifesting something? Do you remember? For me, it, w it happened um, in high school. Okay. And I didn't realize I was manifesting. I just, you know, I had kind of fixated in my mind what I wanted to accomplish in sports. Okay. And as I like trained and got ready for the season, like I had visualized and said to myself, I wanted to average X amount of points. It was like 30, point, 30 mm -hmm. something points a game. I wanted to win a certain amount of things. And I wanted this to be a season that, you know, I can say, hey, I remember really well. And it catapulted me into like collegiate career. Uh, and so looking back in hindsight, I'm able to, to apply language of manifestation mm -hmm. to it. But back then I didn't think that. Right. And so um, it was the first time I, I ever I remember running bleacher miles and bleacher miles. When you run a mile, you run up the bleachers and come down. And I remember like constantly affirming what I was wanted to accomplish. And then that season I did that thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that was the first time I had ever realized that if you put something in your mind, you can make it come true mm. if you do the work. Right. Right. So I think the first time for me was when I decided that I had a dream that I was going to own a bakery, mm. um, had never worked in a food establishment before in my life, had never made a cake before. And I saw it so vividly. It excited me. I did a bunch of research and I just was willing to put in the work, like you right. said. But I had a vision board. I knew what I wanted the logo to look like. And so we're going to walk you through some steps today to help you manifest something great in your life. And before we do, though, this title 
of this podcast is about like getting rid of the negative and replacing those negative thoughts with abundance. And so first, I wanted to just kind of quickly touch on where do negative thoughts come from? Mm. Like some people kind of live in negativity. And I saw this really cool graphic today and it was a glass half full, mm-hmm. right? You know, they say is the glass half full, half empty. And it said that the glass was half full with H2O and then it was half full with air. So technically the glass is always full. Mm. Isn't that good? Yeah, it's good. So I was like, this is great. Like all these people that were naysayers, oh, it's half empty. Actually, it's half full (laughs) with air. Right. (laughs) So that means it's full, right? It's like the optimism in me just was like tickled by it. And so like what did you want to say something about negative thoughts? No, I think think it's important to like the context of of why like we have to start with negative thoughts Mm -hmm. because I think that when you think about manifesting anything in your life, anything of fruitfulness, Mm -hmm. the first thing that's going to get in your way is your own thinking, Mm -hmm. right? And so you may have had, just like we've just talked about moments that you have manifested, but I could probably tell you all the times that negative thinking or self-doubt has corrupted the manifestation and then consumed it, right? And so kind of rooting those things out first so that you can get to this place of of really dreaming big and thinking big, I think is super important. So I have just three quick tips for like, if you have negative thoughts and you find that they're consuming you, number one is like identifying the source of negative thoughts. So lots of people find their negative thoughts um, come from underlining beliefs or past experiences. I think it's an interesting question to ask yourself when you find yourself slipping into negativity, like why is this the way that I think? Right. Right. And some answers to that could be like if you think that the world's a negative place and you ask yourself, why do I have this, you know, perception of the world being negative? You could go back to, well, the people that raised me had a negative perception of the world. Right. We were watching this really amazing documentary, which was one of my top shows from 2022, which was what's his name? where he interviewed his therapist, um, uh, Jonah Hill. So Jonah Hill, the actor, wound up um, going to seek therapy Mm -hmm. about five years ago. He found this therapist and went through this therapy, you know, session or all these sessions for like five years. This therapist that he have, Dr. Schutz, Schutz. Shuts, shuts, whatever. We'll put it in the show. Gave him a bunch of really great tools. And I think I want to talk about that in the next episode because I literally went back, rewatched it, and took a bunch of notes. Yeah. And it was so, so good. Anyways, Dr. Schutz, Jonah's asking him about like his childhood. And he said, My parents didn't believe in religion, so they never had anything to have faith in. Mm -hmm. And it just hit me like as a child. You know, like thinking about my ch- my childhood, if you were raised in an environment where your parents literally had no belief, religion, nothing to put faith in, that could be really stressful, right? So yeah. when things went wrong, which they did, his younger brother died and he watched his parents completely unravel because they had nothing to believe in yeah. that was going to help them see that there was light at the on the other side or things would eventually get better or they could overcome it and so they were just consumed with this grief right so that's an example of if you have this negative view of the world and you don't have belief in anything or faith in anything you could trace that trace that back to you being a child 
And, you know, that could be something that as you're an adult trying to work through thinking better thoughts that you see, like, this doesn't really serve me anymore. And, you know, that was such an interesting <laughs> concept because I think that when, when people hear that, hear this that are not really religious he's not saying that you need right. to, a religion and i'm not what saying he, that either what, yeah and what he's what what that was was to me was you need something that has that that can ground your faith right <laughs> whether it be a certain mindset in the universe or, or or is maybe it is god or some type of spirituality um what he kind of went on to say was like now his parents' only line to faith was him, mm-hmm. right? Hoping that he would be something like that can grow up and be something special. So they placed all their hopes right. and dreams onto him one day becoming a doctor. Yeah. And so Jonah asked him, well, did that ap- apply a bunch of pressure to you? And he's like, well, yeah, I became a doctor, right? right? <laughs> but I wanted to be the faith that they had that something would right. actually be real- realized. And I just thought that's a tremendous amount of pressure to put on your kid. Right. If you don't believe in anything as a parent, that's just something that I think is going to start coming up in the next generations to come because they say now more than ever, people are not, you know, into religion. And I'm not, you know, peddling religion, but I'm just saying, think about that thought. If your kid can grow up and say, well, my parents never believed in anything that was greater than them. So they had no faith in anything that alone sounds like it could be very negative and damaging to a kid because there's no real way to like look on the brighter side of things or have faith to know that there's going to be better days ahead. Right. Yeah. Especially in in a, in a world where information that is mostly monetized and sold, it it usually comes from a place of negative of what has happened that was destructive or, or, Mm -hmm. or or what's looming that um, (laughs) is fear-based because people pay more attention to those things than they do, you know, a positive story. And that's just human nature. I mean, we, we just get drawn to the, the, the chaos and the conflict, but I think that you, I think if you're looking at this year as something that you want to have some tremendous amount of success and you don't have something that you have faith in, and, and it's almost like using your religion or your spirituality or how you feel about the world as a tool so that when you get met, you met with obstacles and things that come up, you have something that you can say, okay, I know that this is hard, mm-hmm. but my eyes are on the prize. Right. Like I can see that there's this glass is full, partly of water, partly of oxygen. And I believe that that oxygen matters. Well, and I think that that is super important because if you don't believe something else other than what you see in front of you matters, that's greater than you, then you will be able to demo- like fall to the demise of that obstacle. Well, if you don't have faith that you are capable of achieving more than your current circumstances, then it's going to be really yeah. difficult to manifest anything amazing. Yeah, right? 100%. Um, the number two kind of tip I can give you for getting rid of negative thoughts is just the power of your language. You'd be mm-hmm. so surprised how often we interact with people that have just really shitty negative language. And then it's also a reflection of how they live their life, right? So an example would be you run into someone and you're like, hey, oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. How have you been? Oh, I'm just so exhausted. Right. So tired all the time. And they, what do they do? They start to talk like they're tired. They start to list all of their problems. And yes, we all have problems. We're all tired, right? But your language really matters. And I think the more things that you kind of lean into and constantly reinforce through language, that's going to be how you feel. Yeah. And that's going to be 
the thing that impacts the actions that you take too. If you tell people that you're always so tired, you're probably going to feel tired. You're probably going to do things that tired people do, which is a lot of procrastinating or sitting on the couch, not being really productive. So I just want to challenge you that the power of your language really does matter. Yeah, the world's going to like is super excited about the next 20 years when it comes to artificial intelligence, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether it be something creating images or something like writing something out for you. Well, what's interesting is that what I was reading that artificial intelligence starts with training. Mm -hmm. And so what that means is they input all of this information into the into the computer system. And then they kind of tag all these things of saying like this relates to this, this relates to this. And so what what happens is the uh, the intelligence of the computer starts to go through a process of training itself of understanding the world, right? And so what you're saying here, which I think is super powerful. Your brain is its is, own AI. Yeah, your brain is, is it is AI in yeah. a sense. Um, but you're constantly training it with the words that you constantly repeat, right? And so if you want good outputs, you got to have good inputs, right? And what's going in your head every single day and how you speak to yourself and what you tell the world is constantly training you but it's also training other people how you think, yeah. right? And so if you, are, if you are in an environment of work or business or relationship and you have trained everyone with your outputs of, I'm always tired, I'm always, things are just kind of like, you know, so-so or never in this place of energy and enthusiasm, then the people you interact with already know who you are. Mm -hmm. Right. And so they are going to like base whether they want to do business with you, whether they want to, you know, go on a vacation with you based on the fact that I don't want to hear that crap. Well, your right? energy matters. And, and it, there's a lot of people I don't want to be around because their energy negatively and, impacts right. me. And you and they give you a bird's eye view of their world and how they see it because of the language they use every <laughs> single day. So watch your I, do, I think it's so important. So for two things, watch your language. So because you're programming yourself and Predictive then two. Text. You're programming other people on how they view you mm -hmm. and how you and, and and you're telling them how you see the world. Right. And I think that if you're trying to progress in anything, you're going to need people around you. But people may not want to be around you. They may not want to be a part of your of your world because you trained them to say you see the world pretty negatively. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's kind of debatable, right? Because people are be like, well, I don't want to hang out with people that don't want to be around me anyways. Well, that's fine because <laughs> we're in this like cancel culture. But what if people don't want to hang around you because you're negative? Negative. Like right. that's something we need to do some self-reflecting on. Yeah. And the last bit of advice I have just to kind of minimize your um, negative thoughts is get in a habit of practicing gratitude. You know, one year for an entire year, I slept with a jar and a pen and post-its next to my bed. And every night before I went to bed, I wrote down three simple things on the post-it that I was grateful for that day, folded it up, put it into a jar. At the end of the year, you get to go through and see that's 365 times three things that you're you were grateful for for the whole year. And it was a really great practice for me. But I do want to say, if you are new to listening to the Push podcast or you've been around for a while, doesn't matter. We have a guide to thrive. It's a 90-day journal. This will help you with the power of language. It'll help you with manifesting. It'll help you stay on track with planning. And also, this will help you be in a great state of practice, um, practicing gratitude. Yeah. So I'm going to give out 10 journals, 10 Guide to Thrives. All you have to do is head over to iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review for the Push Podcast. Let us know in 2023 what you're going to be manifesting. 
and then we will reach out to you, leave your social media handle, and we'll get 10 of these sent out to you for free. So that way you can manifest an amazing 2023 and we can do it together. So now we have 10 quick tips to manifesting um, this dream life for 2023. You want to jump into those? Yeah. And I think that, you know, these 10 things I think are important because it's one thing to say, hey, I want to have this abundant life. But I think giving some strategies of like how you can bring that to reality is super important because with any manifestation comes with work. Mm -hmm. And I think that, um, you know, covering the things that can get in your way first. And then once you get to a place of saying, okay, I I feel really good about uh, practicing a positive outlook. Now I need to make something, do something with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And so first and foremost, any time that you want to reshape or change or do anything in life, I think you got to set a direction. Right. And whether that's a target, an objective, a goal, whatever that is. And, and, you know, I've heard many different people and read people have said, I don't do goals. I I create intentions. Oh, that's fine. As long as you have a path of some sort. But the key thing is, the hardest part around setting an intention or, or a goal is gaining clarity because the problem is when we are trying to say, hey, I'm, I'm trying to move in this direction. I want to a- accomplish something. We get clouded by what we didn't do or what we should have done in the prior year or the prior month or whatever the case may be. And usually the, the biggest enemy to, to clarity or goal setting is frustration. Mm-hmm. You're caught up in God, I should have did this, or I'm not doing this, or I'm not doing that, or I'm not good at this, and oh, uh, I messed up on this. And before you know it, you'll stay in that place and feel stuck, and you'll lose the ability to have innovation and creativity because you have rooted it out with frustration. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing is to get to a place of like, okay, what's done is done, Mm -hmm. and the only way I can get clear is, is to have radical acceptance of what has already happened and how I can use that to learn and point myself in the right direction. Okay, so you're saying set clear and specific goals and don't let your previous outcomes or your current circumstance hold you back from Yeah, and it also, it, it not only can it hold you back, but it also can shrink what you go after. Mm-hmm. You go, oh, I wasn't able to accomplish this, so I gotta create a smaller goal. Mm-hmm. And that may be the case, you may need more short-term goals because maybe the goal was just too big that there wasn't enough mile markers to keep you on track. But what you don't want to do is say that because you weren't able to accomplish this thing, that now you reduce and you start to say, okay, well, now I'm not going to set my sights on bigger goals. I'm just going to make them smaller because I need to make them more achievable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, number two, I really like, and that's visualize your desired outcome. This yeah. can kind of sound a little woo woo, like close your eyes, envision it, dream. And that can be really hard, especially if you're in a current circumstance that's not very favorable, right? But I did it with uh, every great thing that we've had where, you know, you can't be a victim of your current circumstance. You can't let it define you. You've got to put some time aside to really dream bigger and to think about what could be possible for you. And so, um, you know, closing your eyes and kind of just thinking about possibilities and the what ifs and just dreaming a bit is really important. And if you need help with that, episode 82, which I'll link in the show notes for you, we listed 85 questions that can help you dream bigger, that help you dream past your current circumstances and think about the dream life that you want. You know, if you were able to wake up tomorrow and do anything that you wanted, what would that be? If you were able to live anywhere that you wanted, 
where would that be? If you were able to live with the people that you wanted to live with, who would they be? A lot of times we don't take the time to ask ourselves these questions because we just get caught up in the rat race of the day to day. And so I think it's important to sit down and get really clear, number one, and then also visualize yourself in these situations so that way you can bring it to life. Yeah. And uh, and I'll add to the the pitfall for visualization is that we visualize in a vacuum. So everything that we create in our mind is not riddled with obstacles, right? It's not riddled with uh, uncertainty or things that are outside of our control because we don't, we don't necessarily create that way. We create it with the level of perfection. Like this is what it's going to look mm-hmm. like once it's all said and done. It's like an Instagram world. Yeah. And so one of the things that is that you want to make sure you're doing when you visualize it is that you want to make sure that you visualize it, but you don't necessarily judge the journey so much. It's not going to always look the way you thought it was going to look on the way there. It's not about the how, it's about the what. Right. It's function over form, right? Meaning that the functionality, the productiveness of the journey getting you closer matters more than how it looks getting there, mm-hmm. right? Because you you may be met with setbacks. You may be met with walls that are up that you think, this was not part of my vision. This is not how I thought it was going to go. And then you stop and you get and you say, okay, well, this is not working. And Aren't then, we just talking about visualizing first though? Yeah, you're talking about visualizing, but the problem is, is you need to put in that visualization, like what if, the, how will I overcome these things that may come up? Okay. And you're creating almost these scenarios of how you'll overcome obstacles that may come up your and invade this perfection of, of the visualization that you may have. So function over form is what I say. It's okay. super important. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Number three, kind of circling back to practicing gratitude. I told you a couple of the different things that I've done. Uh, do you have a practice for gratitude? Yeah. I th- well, for me, I don't have a, a practice. I think I'm, I do pretty good of just staying in the moment. One of the things that I do is anytime we do something, I just try to take my own little 60 second moment of silence and mm-hmm. just, you know, feel the environment and just be present. I think that this year, which I'm pretty good at gratitude as well, like I always feel like if I find myself praying for something more or, you know, feeling like, oh, we should be further or something like that, I quickly put myself into a state of gratitude and list like three to five things that I'm grateful for right now. Because I don't think that you're blessed with abundance unless you can be grateful for what you have right now. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things I'm going to work on this year is writing down three things that I'm grateful for every day, but they are not going to be the same. Yeah. So it can't just be like, oh, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm grateful for hot running water. I'm grateful for food on the table. Okay, well, that can be your first three, but then that can't happen anymore this year. Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? So just kind of challenging yourself like... I have said before, I'm really grateful for my thumbs. Mm. Like I can make myself cry right now thinking about how grateful I am for my thumbs. I wouldn't be able to send text messages. I wouldn't be able to thumbs up people. I wouldn't be able to do a lot of things if I didn't have my thumbs. So I can push myself into a state of gratitude and make myself cry at any moment. And I think that um, just getting into the habit of no matter how bad things are, making sure that you find a state of gratitude for yourself will help you not only find joy and, you know, gratefulness in your heart, but it opens up for more expansion as well. Yeah. And one of the things that I took from like the power of now is that (laughs) being conscious and being aware as much as possible, which is like a muscle. And the only way that you can be in the place of gratitude is if you are aware and you're present 
with like what is occurring at this moment. Like, and that's so important because it shapes what you want and desire. So say for example, we go to dinner and I'm, and there's, it's just a beautiful ambiance. And I'm like, I'm super grateful to be here. It's an indicator of, I want more of this, mm-hmm. right? So what do I need to do to get more of this moment? Because this is the moment where I can feel that joy. And so that is super important. And, and the reason why I stopped to say that, because I, I in talking to people, there's so many people, when you ask them what they want, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's part of it is because they weren't paying attention to the things that were occurring in the past that, that they truly joy. had joy and, and happiness around which is an indicator that you want more of that. I feel super grateful anytime I get a pedicure, a massage, like anything where someone is using their hands to transfer energy into me. That might sound weird because I'm I'm paying them, obviously, but right. I feel so grateful that I'm in a position to be able to pay for a $25 pedicure. <laughs> and I'm grateful that, you know, a lot of people can't. And right. so I get in a huge state of gratitude anytime someone is rubbing on me or touching me. <laughs> it sounds funny, but I know that that's something I really enjoy. But it's not like an enjoy, like, oh, it's indulgence. And I feel like... I don't know. Like, like luxury. Yeah. It doesn't feel luxury to me. It puts me like, it hits me right in my heart when mm. someone's rubbing my feet. You ever had a <laughs> massage and you said, this person's negative. I can feel this energy coming in. I've had bad massages <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, well, can you pay attention to the music? Can yeah. you pay attention to the fact that you should be med- meditating right now? The fact that this is a break. Um, so yeah, anyways, that's one of the things that I'm very grateful for. Uh, number four, affirmations. That's kind of, um, if you're new to like self-help, if you're new to manifestation, affirmations can feel kind of funny. It's when you tell yourself something positive that likely hasn't happened yet or something you don't really believe and you got to keep doing it. And eventually it kind of is like, it could be something fun. It could be yeah. like, I'm beautiful and badass and money follows me and is attracted to me every day. Yeah. <laughs> you could be saying that and you're broke as a joke, 50 pounds overweight. And so you don't really buy it. But I think if you set it with enthusiasm and energy every day, and for me, the part, the follow up part is if you let it be who you are going to be for that day or that week or that month then I think you could eventually turn into those things. Yeah. So affirmations are a really big deal. Actually, there are affirmations inside of the Guide to Thrive. So again, leave a review and a rating, and I'm happy to send you this um, because this journal is going to knock off most of what we're going over on this list every single day. And I think the affirmation piece... It has to be followed by what our next one is, and that is to take inspired action. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was, um, I'm trying to remember who the author was, but he said, if you do affirmations and you don't do the work, then it's just delusion. Yeah. Right. And so you know, I'm beautiful and I'm, fit, be- I'm beautiful and pizza. fit, but I don't work out. Yeah. Right. I'm beautiful, but I don't feed myself foods that are going to help me keep, you know, clear skin, my, you know, keep a certain level of vibrancy. In Money me, right? finds me in all places. Right. But I'm sitting down, twiddling my thumb, Doing playing video games thing. or something. Mm-hmm. Right. And so your affirmations should be followed up with inspired, immediate, massive action yeah. that is, is based on what you're trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Right. And so. 
that to me, those work in tandem. And I think it can be as simple as if this year you're trying to manifest more money or better financial habits and abundance with wealth or finances, that can be as easy as you spend 15 minutes a day reading a book on how to get better at money. That's what we did, right? right? And we're in a totally different position five years ago than we we were five years ago just by taking that simple action of like, okay, we are better. We are people that are good with our money and this is what people who are good with their money do. They educate themselves. They read books. They take workshops. We do all of those things, not all in one day, but eventually over time, if you practice that for a whole year, because what else have you got time to do, right? Right. (laughs) Make time for the things that are important. Then I think that if you take that inspired action, you get there a lot quicker. Yeah. And manifestation is, (laughs) is not magic. Right. Right. It's it's saying that you you're putting something in the universe saying, you know, you want this in your life. Mm-hmm. And then everything we're talking about, you're going through and doing it, these things so that you can actually create that in your life because everything is created twice. Once in your head with the blueprint and then once in reality. Right. And so you have to find a way to the closing the gap or or feeling the gap, I should say, with work that creates that the second time is created. Right. And number six is simple. We kind of talked about it with the language, but let go of resistance. It definitely requires that you let go of any limited beliefs that are holding you back. Patience is going to be important. So maybe journaling or meditating on things that you actually want to bring into, you know, bring to life are going to be super important. Um, And that one's pretty simple. Um, Well, you know, the resistance thing is interesting because I feel like, I feel like when I sometimes when I do like the Peloton and like I'm writing and I'm all tense, right? And I'm thinking, oh my God, I can't wait this to be over. And like the instructor will say, you know, relax your shoulders and embrace the ride. Mm -hmm. And like as soon as you do that and you just say, this is going to go as long as it's supposed to go, it gets easier, Mm -hmm. right? Instead of it being one of those things where you're tight and you're you're resisting every moment of the journey and it feels harder than it's supposed to. Mm And so I think so treat it like a Peloton. Yeah, treat it like a Peloton. Let it go and 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 just stay with the journey. Number seven is surround yourself with supportive people. Uh, This one I would have said a couple years ago is pretty challenging, like Mm. because you have the friends that you've had probably for a while. If you start this journey of personal development, even though you may be doing it with your spouse or a kid or something like that, if you have the same friends that you're used to gossiping with or complaining with, it can be really difficult to surround yourself with supportive people. So what are your thoughts on that? I I agree. I think that you can surround yourself with, um, I think we did this with books and information Mm -hmm. and, and mentors that you don't know, especially if you are struggling to find people around you that are moving in the same direction or, or have significant ways of adding value to yeah. your life. Um, we so, went to a Tony Robbins yeah. conference one year and, and I made at least five friends yeah. and I'm still in contact with them now. We exchanged you know, social media and two of them, I'm constantly like in awe of like cheering them on and just I'll slide into their DMs and be like, I'm so proud of you. And so we see, you know, that that support is still there. But I think to your point, go somewhere where people want to up level their lives right. and connect with other people if you don't have that in your circle. 100 percent. And then the, number, the next one I think is, is super important is, is trust the universe and, and like when I think about that, I think about, they talk about karma, right? Mm -hmm. And people use karma like, if you do something bad, it's going to come around. Well, 
karma is not doesn't necessarily that wasn't the origin of karma. That's kind of been commercialized. Mm-hmm. What karma is is like if I put forth this energy, that that energy is going to have kind of a domino effect of bringing it back to me somehow, mm-hmm. right? And so if I'm doing a lot of the things that we're talking about, I'm taking massive action, I'm surrounding myself, I'm educating myself, I'm I'm doing the affirmations, I am creating a certain level of energy that should produce some type of return, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that when you trust the universe, that the universe is working in your favor around that energy, it's also going to add to that positive outlook that you need to have in order to achieve anything. Yeah, I love it. Um, number nine, stay open to new opportunities. I will tell you, I'm the queen of open to opportunities. Like I will meet people at the grocery store. (laughs) I'm a sharer. So I'm, I'm a talker. I'll connect with them. And then turns out, you know, I'm looking to, I mean, it happened so many times when I was trying to open my bakery, like I would say like, oh yeah, you know, I have a bakery from home right now looking to move into a commercial space. Really, are you working with a commercial real estate agent? Because my brother's a commercial real estate mm-hmm. agent. I mean, it happened all the time. One time in Spanish class, I was talking about um, needing a graphic designer to come up with a logo. And the girl taps me on my shoulder that sits behind me in Spanish class and says, hey, just to let you know, I'm a graphic designer. I'd love to help you with your logo. I had a logo by 5 p.m. that day. Right. Like, So I'm the queen of staying open to new opportunities and realizing that when you're focused and you are hellbent on making something happen and you want to bring it to fruition, I just expect that the opportunities will be around, but I also will open my mouth and search for them. A lot yeah. of times people don't ask for help. They don't ask questions. They don't want to open up and tell you what they're working on. They don't want to share their dreams with you. I am an oversharer because I believe that people can help you get to places quicker than you can get by yourself. Yeah. This is something that we talk to our students about, like the what you do is always fleeting. The why you do it is like the thing that gives you endurance. And this is important because when you stay open to opportunities, you may go out on a path to achieve something. But what what's really amazing about the journey is that it illuminates new paths and new directions. And so you may say, hey, I want to, uh, you know, open up a business, mm-hmm. right? And then in the process of doing that, other things come up. And before you know it, you've reshaped that business. Right. Because, or or maybe another opportunity has come up to, you know, say I'm, I'm trying to grow my career, but ultimately I want to have, you know, financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Well, in the process of opening, of, of doing the work to grow your career, you learn, you interact, you network, and all of a sudden you meet individuals that pull you in a different direction. And as long as it's aligned to ultimately what you're trying to uh, accomplish. So that's why I was saying you got to be flexible with your visualization Mm -hmm. because it may look different, but you're getting the same outcome and you're getting, you know, you're getting the same end result that you're looking for. But when you're rigid around, no, I got to do it this way. You miss out on some amazing opportunities um, in life. Yeah. And like anything, number 10, practice and consistency and patience are key, right? So you can't manifest something, especially if it's like abundance or wealth or an amazing love of your life or relationship or business. You can't do that without patience and consistency. So we don't want to hear that this didn't work because you had a dream or you had a vision, you made a vision board, you put it under your bed, and then come February, you don't even know where it's at, right? So it takes perseverance, it takes practice, it takes consistency and patience 
Um, but if anything is worthwhile that you really want to be in pursuit of, then hopefully you will show up for practice. But that's what adults don't do. Like, yeah, we're not very good at practicing. Yeah, adults don't practice anything. Yeah. They think they if they don't know how to do it already, then they don't do it. Or maybe they need to find someone else to do it. But sometimes it's just like, I need to practice this thing. Yeah. Right? Well, adults need... don't like being beginners. Right. There's judgment around it. 100%. It's difficult. And we don't want to be students, but we want things to change and be different. And so... Yeah, I don't know. One of the words I'm working on this year is consistency. Yeah, and I think that if you're looking to grow your career or your business and there are some skill sets that you need to improve upon that you have identified or maybe you need to find a way to identify it, there's going to be some practice necessary, Yeah, right? Whether it be leading people uh, or a craft or a skill, you're going to have to put in the time and the effort to actually improve on it. Uh, and I think that makes a difference when you practice. I, I call it going pro. Like yeah. every professional, like whether it be a professional athlete, you know, a lawyer, a doctor, they're always practicing medicine, practicing law, going to practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I just wish regular folks did it more often. Well, I think that that's a whole nother podcast, which we could talk about in a future episode. But let me just ask like the listeners right now, what are you in constant practice or rehearsal for? So for example, if you work at a grocery store, let's just say you're a manager at a grocery store. What are you in practice of? Right. Are you trying to practice better leadership skills, better communication skills, better empathy skills? You know, are you trying to practice removing biases? Are you trying to practice interpersonal skills? Are you trying to practice better health so that way your days don't seem so long? There's so many things you could be in practice of even if you're not trying to climb a corporate ladder right. or like what can you do to go pro in whatever it is that you do for a living, right? Yeah, that's huge. If you work at, I don't care if you work at Michael's or Joann's or Hobby Lobby or something, there's so many things that you could be doing to go pro working in that job. Like, are you reading books on how to, you know, again, communication skills, how to get better at sales, um, how to advance your career. There's so many things you can do that would make you stand out in a crowd of a bunch of employees yeah. if you just focused on trying to get better at whatever it is that you do. I love that. And we we definitely can have a whole conversation yeah. on that. That's huge. So um, in spirit of you know making sure that you manifest the most amazing year, again, if you leave, uh, it'll take you 30 seconds, rate and review us on the podcast. Let us know what your big goals are for 2023 and let us know what your social media handle is. We're going to send you a guide to thrive. We're going to send out 10 of these. And we just want to do this with you this year. We want Let's to make sure that we're holding you accountable. We want to make sure that we're, we're reminding you of consistency, pushing you to dream bigger, pushing you to be in practice of something. And we hope that you got something from this. Uh, happy New Year. Not going to say it anymore because we can't say that anymore. Once January, mid-January is over, you don't say Happy New Year. Yeah. Well. So this is the cutoff. Yeah. I'm just going to keep saying Happy New Month, everyone. Oh, God. No. All right. Well, I hope this was helpful. We'll see you guys in the reviews and comments. Let us know how we can help you have an amazing 2023. Bye, All right. Push through. Thank you for listening to the Push Podcast. 
hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review, leave your handle. And until next time, push through.